I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling. A conversation about growing a business without needing to be the loudest person on the block. Less noise, more... (sighs) Hey, Miles. Hey, Bill. Do you ever feel like a total fake, a fraud, a bamboozler? (laughs) Yeah. I do. Like like one of these days, somebody's going to find out that you have absolutely no effing idea what you're doing? Yeah, um, often, all, all the time. Yeah. Well, you're not Sadly. alone. Yeah. I know. Even I, like... I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> <laughs> but even I experience this. Oh, it's wow. funny. I think everybody does. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't know that we talk about it that much. No. For as much as it takes up space in our brains, in our minds, we don't talk about it enough, and I don't think we talk about it in the right ways. Mm. We, like we throw around the, the word imposter syndrome, which I feel like nowadays doesn't hold as much weight, just like anything, because it's talked about so much. Right. But It's still a you, pithy title. I mean, I like it. Right. But it's just so... It's It, it goes really deep for me anyway. Like I can... The feeling of imposter syndrome, the feeling of, um, I think the biggest feeling that pops up for me is like, I am, I already had my peak. Like I already hit my peak. I've already had the most, the best ideas, the best energy, the best thinking and everything else is, it's just downhill from here. I missed my chance because look at everyone else who's better than me in the same field and similar fields. So it all just kind of leads back to me just not, just being an imposter, being a fraud, not being good enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What about you? Do you, does that resonate with you or is it a a little bit different for you? No, I think mine's different. I think mine is more, who are you? Who are you to be doing this? You know, you don't have a degree in, you know, like a lot of times the, the coach thing and the business coach thing, you, know, you don't have a business degree. Well, I do have a business degree now, but it's in the music business, right? And so there's a distinction there for me. You don't have an MBA. You don't have a degree in psychology. You're not a neuroscientist or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time to step out beyond my group of clients and the people who know me and know my work and put myself out in a larger context, that comes up really loud for me. Like, who are you to do that? There's people out there who are credentialed. They're going to be more uh, respected. People are going to take them more seriously. Even though uh, before we got on, I made you wait. You were sitting on the video having to wait for me because a client called me to tell me how, to just share with me how impactful our last conversation was. Uh, That alone, you would think, would allow me to gather enough evidence to say, oh, maybe I do know what I'm doing. And then if I do that, then there's another part of my brain that thinks, oh, you shouldn't think that, you're being arrogant. (laughs) So it's kind of, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Lose, lose. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing with, with my music career too. You know, even though I know I can get up on stage and I have the experience of being on stage and 
connecting with people and having a great show and being really good at it. There's always that part of my, you know, head trash, my mind talk, the monkey back there that's chattering at me going, well, if you were so good, how come you haven't done all these things that you thought you might do? Or how come only the people right here know that? Yeah. It's so interesting because everyone has done something that they can point to that proves that they're not a fraud. Like, yeah, we have many things that we can look at, but we just forget about them or we, you know, I don't know what happens there that we are just, you know, every day, (laughs) every day we wake up and we feel like an imposter. It's like, we're starting from scratch again or something. And, um, we go immediately into comparison mode, which I think is the, probably the biggest catalyst for imposter syndrome, all this, like being a fraud, not being good enough is comparing. Cause if, don't don't you think it? Well, yeah, you and I've talked about this before. It's so, it's easier to do now than ever. Yeah, exactly. So many people who have had success in, in some area or another, now have a book about their life and their path to success. And I think sometimes we take that as a, well, this is how you do it. Like mm-hmm. more as a roadmap instead of a, instead of a story. Mm. And my roadmap is never going to be the same as somebody else's. Uh, so you have that stuff. And then of course there's, <laughs> there's the, there's, whatever you want to call it, that uh, life by Instagram. Right, right. Where people only post the the stuff that's working. Or uh, I, I have often to you and on this podcast complained about the high performance people. And I don't want to take anything away from them. If you are a person who has the kind of energy that can do that stuff, you know, like the get up at five and, you know, run 10 miles and then do this and eat like a vegan and do the, just all the stuff, you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and put in heavy work weeks and, and, and play hard and live hard and that, that whole thing. That's great. I don't want to take that away from anybody, but that is one way. And it fits a rather small percentage of people. And it's not my way. And oftentimes when I see people who've been successful, uh, I will try to pick up, okay, well, what did they do? And what parts of that can I adopt? And I generally end up failing at most of it. And then once again, there comes the, well, then you'll never be successful and you don't know what you're doing anyway. And it's only for people who can do all of this stuff that you can't do and clearly you don't know what you're doing and you should have gone to regular college instead (laughs) of music school and been good at school and why weren't you into that and it's too late it's too late you missed your chance (laughs) that's wild the mind is crazy man you you said one thing that really stuck out it's like almost it could be the title of this is like a roadmap versus a story Mm. that really hit me yeah because you do see the the human brain loves a roadmap in a lot of ways like we love to see 
A to B, here's exactly how this celebrity person or this big time person got from here to here so that we can follow them. And I've done that, you've done that. That's how we initially connected is like, we've been through programs where they Mm -hmm. teach you A to Z. It worked for them so it can work for us. You pay a shit ton of money and you get access to that. And then two steps in, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Who am I again? Why am I like doing this? Why am I doing this? This doesn't, this is not okay. Yeah, and I think you're right. And I think oftentimes too, when if you're if you're in the part of life or the part of your business where maybe you feel like you're struggling, maybe you're a little stuck, you're trying to get to the next place, whatever that is. Doesn't matter if you're just beginning or you're well into your business, there's always or generally there's some other level you want to get to. And you're looking for that information of how do I get past where I am? And so you go looking, you read mm-hmm. books, you, you listen to podcasts, you do whatever, and you try to model what other people are doing. And there's, there might be great information in sure, there. There might be bits and pieces that work, but there is a real danger of dropping into comparison, of thinking that you have to be the same as, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss or whoever, you know, that you have to be like him to be successful. Yeah. I don't know why I just brought up Tim Ferriss. It was the first name. It's a good example. A lot of people look at him and, you know, look at his success with his writing and books and he's like Mr. Optimize. He's kind of robotic. I love, I love Tim, but he is very robotic. You yeah, know? and and that fits him exactly. It just that doesn't fit me. No, I can't do that. And it's not even that I and I shouldn't do that. It's not authentic. It wouldn't be authentic for me. Right. It would be me squeezing into some really really difficult role that wouldn't feel good, and it wouldn't be sustainable for me. I'd stop. Right. So something that's interesting to me that you brought up was um, fake it till you make it. Mm. And it's a really interesting phrase because to an extent you do have to fake it until you make it, but then maybe there's too far and then you end up feeling like an imposter because you were faking it the whole time or feeling like you were faking it. But there's a point in everyone's career, whether it's like at the very beginning or, you know, a rebrand or a re, uh, you know, kind of a pivot um, where you have to kind of start from scratch and you maybe don't have a decade of experience that you can pull on. Yeah. So faking it is, what does that look like? What is, where does it go from faking it, being confident and, and taking the action, showing up, putting yourself out there and then faking it in a bad sense of the word and, and where you end up feeling like an imposter? Like where's that line you think? Mm. Well, the only way I can start to deconstruct that is to think about the times where I feel like I really engaged in fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many times where, especially in the music business, where I had an opportunity to do something that paid money that I was pretty sure I could pull off, but I'd never done it before. And certainly I'd never done it for money before. The first time uh, I set out to produce a record for somebody, I'd never done that. But I'd been in the studio. I I had thoughts about it. 
So I just said, yes, I can do that. Here, pay me and I'll show up and we'll make something happen. And I figured it out. I remember I shared with a, a friend of mine that I grew up in theater. And that's another thing, even in my, in high school, I moved from New Jersey, where I spent most of my young life. In my junior year of high school, I got to um, the northwest suburbs of Chicago in this giant school in LaGrange, Illinois. And over the summer, they had a theater program. And I grew up doing theater, and I loved it. And they were going to do West Side Story, which I totally love. And if you haven't seen the new one, go see it. It's really cool. Uh, or, you know, get it on your streaming box. No, they are not a supporter of this show, but they should be. Anyway, uh, I wanted to be involved in that. So I went uh, to talk to the director and whatever, and I told them about my experience previous to that. And they said, well, do you want to be the technical director? Hmm. I said, Sure. I'd never, I'd never really done that. I'd been called that on some smaller shows before, but I didn't really know what that was going to take. And I ended up literally constructing every set that came on there. My lighting hmm. guy quit before the first show, and I ended up having to do his job. Wow. There were all kinds of things that I just had to figure out. And I was willing to do that. And I call that fake it before you make it. Like I was, it wasn't something that I already knew how to do. Right. I told another friend years later about my experience in theater and all of that. And one morning he calls me up and his first words to me was, do you like elephants? It's nine o'clock in the morning. Guy calls me on the phone. I answered. He said, do you like elephants? Sure. Can you be on a plane in two hours? Yeah. And I ended up stage managing a, an industrial show. So I'm running around uh, with a clear comm. I don't know if you know what that is. It, it's a, it's a it's head, it headset with a microphone mm -hmm. where there's people talking in my ear all day long uh, and figuring it out. I had never done that level of that kind of job, but I showed up and I did my best and it worked and I got called again. Not long ago, we recorded a podcast and we talked about shipping our work and how many things we've started but failed to finish. We talked about exercising our creative muscle and being consistent. We talked about perfectionism and procrastination. And we both got very real about how we work and the things about how we work that just don't work. We realized that in order for either one of us to move things forward, we need a container, structure, boundaries, a clear target, accountability, support, feedback. That inspired us to create The Box. So what's The Box? The Box is a workshop for creatives. It solves problems like unfinished work or lack of sharing or being able to promote or sell your work, unorganized action, wasting energy, that lone wolf syndrome, going it alone. We're planning on launching this in the first few months of this year. So if you want to move your creative work past where you usually stop, just visit theboxworkshop.com and find out more. In the box, you'll finish what you started. Fake it till you make it 
becomes a problem, I think, when you overpromise and underdeliver. So I might have overpromised when I took on jobs that I didn't really know how to do, but I just figured I could do it. But I delivered. Right. Sometimes and you overdeliver too because it's almost like uh, you have that you're working from from nothing, so you have to overdeliver just to feel valuable. Yes. Absolutely. And it's also like beginner, you know, ignorance is bliss. You show up and you overdeliver. Yeah, without without question. And so uh, the only problem, the only problem becomes when you consistently can't do that. If you're consistently overpromising and not delivering, yeah, uh, then fake it till you make it doesn't really work. Right. I think that that that'd be my distinction for it. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned that you know if you're because when you're exploring the genesis of imposter syndrome, being a fraud, mm-hmm. not being enough. Oftentimes, I think it can come from you were faking it until you made it, and then you made it, and then you're left with, oh, I faked it here. Therefore, I'm a fake. I'm yeah. not. And we we weigh that against the other side of the spectrum, which is someone who's certified, you know, credible, has experience, uh, has done all these different things with all these amazing clients or whatever. And then you compare that to us and, and you know, you just faked it. So right. why would any, you know, so they're going to find you out <laughs> and then you're going to be worthless. Yes. It's all this chatter yeah. in the mind. Well, and we all have the chatter and that's the, that's really the thing that has to get dealt with. Right. Because it just gets in the way. You and I talked, we did a whole episode about shipping your work, about, you know, the work that you do and you do this great stuff, but then you don't put it out there. And I know for me, it's some version of this imposter syndrome of this, whatever you want to call it, that gets in the way of that. It's like a, who am I to put Mm -hmm. this out in the world? I'm not some special, famous, accomplished person. So I think it's twofold. One, Oftentimes we don't acknowledge our accomplishments. We don't acknowledge the things we have accomplished. And it only takes a minute sometimes to do that. I did it not long ago. I went back and looked at how many clients have I served over the last couple of years. And it's a big, long list. Mm -hmm. And and I can look at all of those. And the majority of them, I can go, wow, that went really well. I'm glad I got to do that. Right. And that's an accomplishment. And I, if I ground myself in that, then I realize, well, I'm, I'm not faking anything and who I am is a person that has experience and I'm going to share that. Right. Uh, and the other part is for any of us, anytime we can find ways to manage that voice, that monkey that's chattering in the, in the head and telling us we're not good enough in some way or, or we're an imposter or we're a fake or we're a fraud or whatever the language mm-hmm. is. Anytime we can manage that, that's great. Uh, yeah. So, and, yeah. and my primary way is meditation. Uh, yeah. Getting back into the body and, and outside of the mind mm-hmm. and outside of like looking out there at everyone who's, you know, supposedly better than you and you're, you're worthless. Something that has helped me, I think, just realizing there's that quote that's like the world is made up 
or was built by people just as smart as you. And for some reason we think that, you know, we are like, uh, I'll speak for myself. I often feel like, um, you know, I'm not the smartest one in the room or I'm, you know, so far from uh, the, the intelligence that is needed to be successful or whatever. Like I didn't yeah. do good in school and, and I have all yeah. these traumas around that. It's a really interesting concept. But when you realize that really the smart isn't even a real thing because you can be really smart in one thing and not educated in all these other areas, but be really happy and successful. Like it's just yeah. smart is almost made up. But when you realize that the world is made up of people that don't actually know what they're doing, just like you, I think, I think if you can live and work in that, within that realization that the world is made up of people just as smart as you, that's a superpower. And just as dumb as you. <laughs> exactly. And, and that we're all human beings on this ridiculous ride of figuring out how to be human beings. Yeah. And everything's figure outable. Just like you when you got the call to uh to hang out with the elephants and and be on a flight and, and have the thing in your ear and you're you'd never done it before that was completely new to you. You figured it out. Yeah. Maybe you're not gonna figure everything out, but Nope. Some things you will, and that's the stuff I think you can lean into and, and lean back on to remind yourself that you are real. You you have skills. You, you're, yeah. you're able to figure things out. Yep. How can we use this thing, like call it imposter syndrome, to keep it simple, how can we use that when it flares up what is it telling us and how can we like work with it and almost use it to our benefit? That's a great question. I don't know if it's telling us anything. I think uh, it might be telling us we have some work to do on ourselves, that we need to learn more self-compassion, more self-kindness, to be kinder to ourselves. If that's, if that's really loud for you, then that's the first thing I would think is my brain's being really mean to me right now and I need to learn how to be kinder to myself. Mm. Uh, it's also for me, when that flares up, that just says to me that I'm, I'm not present, I'm in my head, I'm worrying about things that aren't real and, and I need to take a step back and know that that's just the that's just my brain. That's just the voice in my head. Uh, that's that part of my brain that whose primary job is to keep my body alive. <laughs> and it really has no bearing on anything that I'm doing right this minute. It doesn't have any bearing on whether I'm going to ship the course I just made or whether I'm going to go talk to somebody about coaching, which it yeah. might be areas where the imposter syndrome would flare up for me. That is not, I'm, that's not going to kill me. Yeah. No matter how that goes, I'm going to live through it. Uh, but my brain, the old part of my brain, it doesn't, it doesn't know that. So being able to tell the difference, and if I can't tell the difference, if I get really wrapped up in it, then there's some other work for me to do. I love that. Yeah, I would agree. Well, um, I'm going to use this 
to just like because we did the episode about jealousy mm-hmm. and that was really interesting one where if it comes up we can look at it as a message so if i feel myself uh feeling like um you know not enough and don't have value and uh, I'm, i've missed my chance and i'm comparing myself to others then i'll do that i'll take a step back i'll do any form of meditation even if it's like eyes open or walking meditation is a really yeah. easy thing to do to go go outside as well and just kind of get back into the body and remember that like I'm exactly where I need to be you know I've gotten to where I am now because I've taken action I've figured things out I've you know in a really good way faked it until I made it and now I've got real confidence and real work that I can point to yes and you know also calling a friend yeah, have a um, conversation. Get out of your head. Right. When someone gives you some some feedback um, and some praise, that's yeah. like fuel. Yep. So, cool. I love it. Well, I'm going to go fake some stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. See you. Hey, thanks for listening today. We'd really appreciate it if you could just take a sec and follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. That would help us out tremendously. And of course, if you ever want more information about upcoming episodes or past episodes or anything else about the show, you can go to subtleartofnotyelling.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.